Hello and welcome to Natural Health with CNM, the College of Naturopathic Medicine. I'm your host, Michelle Sanchez. In today's episode, I'm joined by Udo Erasmus, the co-founder of the supplement company Udo's Choice. Udo will be discussing the importance of fats in our diet and why our bodies need fats to function efficiently. He'll also be explaining what are good fats versus bad fats and the effect that damaged oils have on our body. Udo Erasmus is a pioneer of the health and wellness industry, having created Flax Oil and the Healthy Fats Movement. He's also the co-founder of Udo's Choice Supplement Brand, a global leader in cutting-edge health products, having sold tens of millions of bottles of healthy oils, probiotics and digestive enzymes. Udo is an accomplished author of many books, including his global bestseller, Fats That Heal, Fats That Kill, which has sold over 250,000 copies worldwide. Hi, Udo. Welcome. Thanks for joining me today. It's great to have you on the show. Good morning. Good afternoon. (laughs) Well, good afternoon (laughs) for me. Yes, and good morning for you. So fats have been given a bad rap over the years, and many people believe that fats should be avoided at all costs. Mm -hmm. But you're going to dispel some of those myths, fat myths today and explain why this isn't the case. But before we get onto fats, please, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, your journey in the industry, and how Udo's Choice came to fruition? Yes. So. There's a long story and a short story. The long story is I was born during the Second World War, 1942. Mm -hmm. And so my first three years, I was in the war, and we were refugees fleeing from the uh, communists uh, chasing us with tanks and trucks. And the allies were shooting at us from planes. These were the good Mm -hmm. guys. And we were on roads that were only refugees, women, mostly women with young children, on horse-drawn hay wagons and it was pretty hectic so my my early childhood was very intense and Mm -hmm. uh i've got kind of i got obsessed with there must be a way that people can live in harmony and i'm going to find out how and having experienced you know I, i i look at it now and i say you know i had the good fortune to be born in the middle of a war because it rubbed my nose in how bad it can get Mm -hmm. people don't take care of life and the living when they can because if you're not if you're not proactively uh, working for harmony then you're basically drifting towards disharmony that's just how it is so that's the that's the, the 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 short story of the long story uh I studied science because I wanted to understand how things work because my life was so chaotic when I was young. So I always wanted to figure out how things work mm-hmm. because if you know how things work, then you know how to, then, then you, you can work with them. And so when it came to studying, I studied science because I wanted to know how things work. And then I got into biological sciences because I wanted to understand how creatures work. And then I got mm-hmm. into medicine because I thought medicine was about health because they call it healthcare, but it was just disease management. So I left after a year and went back into biological uh, sciences because you learn more about health in studying normal creatures in normal situations than you do studying sick creatures in, in abnormal situations. And so mm-hmm. I ended up in biochemistry and genetics. And then I also took a... Uh, um, 
courses in psychology because I wanted to understand how thinking works. And then I left university because I still hadn't found what I'm looking for. <laughs> a famous U U2 line, right? <laughs> I still haven't found what I'm looking for. <laughs> right? And so I ended and and I ended up in self-knowledge because I really needed to know how I work. So that's basically is my background. And all of this was in the in the uh, with the idea that there must be a better way that people can live and I'm going to find out how. So that's the and then what happened, you know, I went through all that and then I left university and then I I got married and we had three kids and my marriage broke up and I was really upset. So I wanted to kill something. And so I got a job as a pesticide sprayer. Right. And, and I did that for three years really carelessly. And then I got poisoned by the pesticides I sprayed. Oh, wow. And I went, went to the doctor and said, what do you have for pesticide poisoning? And she said, nothing. <laughs> and that, oh. was, that was when it became crystal clear to me that my health is my responsibility. I wasn't that sloppy to begin with. That's probably why I didn't die from it, because a lot of people who spray pesticides die from being poisoned by the stuff they're throwing around in the environment. And, mm -hmm. uh, and But I realized I was on my own, and because I had pretty good background, I decided to try and figure it out for myself. And since the body is made out of food, water, and air, that's probably the first place we should look when something goes wrong. Because if you, if you raise the quality of the food you eat, the water you drink, the air you breathe, you will rebuild your body 98% to a higher standard that you've set by doing that within one year. And because I knew yep. that, I, I thought, okay, well, let me see. What can I, what can I learn about health and nutrition, disease and nutrition. And I went into Medline, the big database, and dug it out and got stuck on fats because I realized omega-3s are essential. That was established the year after I got poisoned, so my timing was perfect. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and they are the most sensitive nutrients. They need the most care. They're damaged by light, oxygen, and heat. So they need to be protected from those. But we actually give them the least care. We throw them in the frying pan and damage them mm -hmm. by the way we treat them. And oils are vindictive, so they treat us like we treat them. So if we take good care of them, they'll take good care of our health. And if we damage them, they will damage our health. So they're vindictive. <laughs> and yeah, so I said, I like that. I like uh, that little. That's a good, good way of explaining it. Yeah, and then and then I and then I uh, looked at how oils are made, and they're damaged before they go and go in the bottle. Before you buy them, by the industry that was more interested in shelf life than in health. Mm -hmm. And I said, I can't get healthy in oils like that. We should make them with health in mind. And so be, I, I grew up on a farm part of my childhood. And we tinker with stuff, you know, haywiring things together. And uh, <laughs> I, I designed a way to protect oils while they're being pressed, filtered, settled, filled into bottles the whole time, completely protected in a very tight system from damage that light, oxygen, and heat could do to them. And, and out of that came flaxseed oil. In 1986, we started that. And 1980s, when I got poisoned, 
1981, omega-3s were established as essential. That was, by the mm -hmm. way, it was known for omega-6s that they're essential uh, since 1920, uh, 1929. So mm -hmm. it was known for omega-6s, not for omega-3s. These were the new kids on the block. And they are the highest energy molecule of all of our essential nutrients. I call them the God molecule because they, mm -hmm. they increase energy. And we measured performance in athletes if we worked them to exhaustion in their spot in their sport within a month of taking a tablespoon per 50 pounds of body weight per day of an uh, an, an oil blend that we eventually put together uh, their stamina in their sport increased by 40 to 60 percent on average oh wow amazing and, and there's no there's no uh um there's no athletic program that gets you those kind of gains in a mm -hmm. month. And, uh, and literally we did that by working them to exhaustion in their sport before we started wow. giving them oil and then a, a month after. And so, and they do that for the rest of the tissues in the body too. They increase energy levels. So your glands work better. Your, your organs work better. Your tissues work better. Your cells work better. And depending on what its function is, you just improve its function. And mm -hmm. so, this, and, and part of the reason why it became so successful is people so consistently got positive results that, you know, and then they would get inspired to maybe try other things in health. Because yep. if you, if you get a success from something in health, oh, that's, that kind of blows the door open to trying yes. other things too. So that's kind of like how we, how we got to it. So flax oil. And I became omega-6 deficient on flax oil because it has a lot of omega-3, but not enough omega-6. And so I got dry eyes, skipped heartbeats, arthritis-like pain in finger joints, and thin papery skin. And fixed it by eating sunflower seeds, which only contain omega-6s, no omega-3s. So to balance it again. And then decided, you know, we really need to balance the oils better uh, because I'm trying to get people healthy. And I don't want to give them something that actually if they just slightly misuse it will make them sick so out of that came the blend that you know that we call udo's udo's oil yeah and, and then i traveled for 40 for 40 not 40 years uh to about 40 countries uh for 15 years i was on the road six to nine months every year living out of my suitcase and oh, telling, wow. telling the story of oils wherever any wherever there were any open ears for it so that's 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 a short story of of how I got got to into the oil arena, and then I, yeah, I and then I expanded out from there into digestion, so um, fiber and and enzymes and probiotics, and then I got into what what else affects health and got into inspiration because you can give people good information, but if they're not inspired, they're not going to put it in practice. So you not only have to inform people, you have to inspire them too. And Absolutely. Then, and when people get inspired, they kind of they get they get energized and they 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 get lifted out of their thinking and habit ruts and they'll try new things and when those if then if those things work then they then they'll change their habits so and then i got into you know everything affects health literally everything affects health so if you want to be really healthy then you got to give everything it's due Mm -hmm. And so I wrote a book called The Book on Total Sexy Health, The Eight Key Parts Designed by Nature. So that's, I love a, that. that's a short. 
That's the short version. No, that's fantastic. And as you say, you've hit the nail on the head there. So when people start seeing results yeah. from the things that they're trying, then it really motivates them to keep going and change other things. So, yeah, I think that's absolutely fantastic. Very inspiring story. Yeah, and and I was inspired when I you know when I realized, oh my god, we could help so because when I, when omega threes were established as essential, which means you can't make them in your body from anything else. You got to have them yep. to live and be healthy. You therefore have to bring them in from outside. If you don't yep. get enough, your health deteriorates and it gets worse with time. And if you don't mm -hmm. get enough long enough, you die. So this is yep. really important building blocks for body construction. And if you're going down because you didn't get enough, but you bring enough back into the diet, all the problems that come from not getting enough are reversed because life knows how to make a body that works, provided you take responsibility at your mouth at the mouth place, what mm -hmm. you give life to, you know, what you give life to work with by the choices you make of what you eat. Absolutely. Oh, that's fantastic. Now, if we move on to fats, I know you've been talking and you've mentioned a few things there in terms of how fats are beneficial for the body, but can you just sort of explain for people that might not be familiar, what role fats play in the body and also the difference between the omega-3 and omega-6 fatty acids and how those are beneficial for yeah. the body. Yeah, so the idea when, when we started, everybody was on low-fat diets. And I went mm -hmm. to the, I was invited to the uh, vegetarian society, International Vegetarian Society in, in uh, Vegas. And, uh, uh, and one of the things that, and they were all on low fat diets. So I, I got up and I said, okay, how many of you are on low fat diets? And just about all the hands went up. Mm -hmm. And how many of you have dry skin? And just about all the hands went up. And I said, the one mistake you're making, you know, a plant based diet has benefits for health. So there's, that's a good thing. The one mistake you're making is you're not getting enough of the, es the essentials from fats. Mm -hmm. that's why your skin is dry. When you have dry skin, that's a sign that you need more fat. You need more in winter than in summer because you burn more in winter. Mm -hmm. And you need, you, it, no, it, it shows up more in a dry climate than in a humid climate. But even in a humid climate, people get dry skin. You need more oil because skin gets them last and loses them first because life gives priority to the oils that are essential for the heart and for the liver and for the other internal organs that have vital functions. You can live with dry skin. So basically the rule is skin gets at last only when everything else in the body has enough. Mm -hmm. So when your skin becomes soft and smooth and velvety, then you know that the rest of your body, that, that you have optimum intake. And so that's how we measure uh, optimum intake. At the time, so at the time, people went when uh, you know were so much on low fat diets, and some people were on no fat diets. If you go on a no fat diet, it will eventually kill you because you will not get get enough of these two omega three, omega six essential fatty acids that your body can't make that you have to have in your diet. Mm -hmm. And then, if you're on a ten percent fats, you know, ten percent of calories from fats diet it's too low. And so you're, ne you're never going to be in optimal health on a diet that low in fats. 
why is that? Because omega-3s and 6s have functions in every cell in your body. Every cell needs them. And like I said, it can't make them, but you still got to have them. So they have to come mm-hmm. from foods, foods or supplements. And uh, um, they, they make them, they're part of making the membranes in the cells. And when you get enough omega-3 and 6, they improve the function of the cell receptors in the cells. So things that go in and out of the cells, that's regulated by receptors. Well, if you have omega-3s and 6s in your, enough omega-3 and 6s in your cell membranes, they improve the receptor's ability to do their job probably by 40 to 60%. We didn't measure that, but, you know, that's so, so because everything in the body runs on energy. Mm-hmm. And these are the high energy molecules, the highest energy molecules of any of our, our essential nutrients. So, uh, but then the other thing is that the, they, the body makes hormones uh, uh, or hormone-like regulating substances in every cell from the omega-3 and omega-6. And they're called eicosanoids, or in the old days, they used to call them prostaglandins, prostacyclins, thromboxanes, and leukotrienes. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, and there are <laughs> dozens of those. They're all made from omega-3 and 6 essential fatty acid. The omega-3, the ones made from omega-3, are anti-inflammatory, whereas the omega-6, there are two sets one is pro-inflammatory, one is anti-inflammatory. The, the body makes EPA and DHA. DHA is the brain fat. It's also very rich in the retina, also very rich in sperm. High, high, high energy molecule. Uh, and uh, so they, they're very important during pregnancy and in brain development, as well as brain function uh, mm-hmm. afterwards. Um, what else? The body makes endocannabinoids out of the omega-3s. And endocannabinoids are, um, they're called endocannabinoids. You know, you can smoke a joint and get high and, you, and, and elevate your mood. But actually, the body makes endocannabinoids. If you get the omega-3s, then it reacts the omega-3s with protein and makes endocannabinoids that go to the same receptor sites as, as tetrahydrocannabinol, the, the, <laughs> you know, the, what gets you high and when you, when you smoke marijuana. Yeah, so feelings so the, of well-being and feeling, feeling yeah, good, basically. Yeah, so you elevate yeah. mood and lift depression. Yeah. So um, um, the, the body makes uh, reason. Resolvents, which are very powerful anti-inflammatory, they're called resolvents because they resolve inflammation around the body, and it makes protectants, and the protectants are very powerful antioxidants that are made out of these very chemically active oils that protect you from damage in the body, and then it also makes mericins, and mericins improve immune function. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, and then the body will also use them for fuel. So if you get a lot of the, the essential fatty acid, especially the omega-3, 
which is five times more chemically sensitive than the omega-6, then you, you, um, you basically burn them for energy, and that's the energy when I say that they're the high-energy molecule. That energy is the sunlight that is stored in the bonds between the atoms in those molecules, and when your body breaks them down, that energy is released, and that's your life. Mm-hmm. So, um, so they they and and literally they they they're used used in mineral transport. So they keep bones stronger. They inhibit the growth of the bone breakdown cells. The um, what are they called? Um, oste- the osteoclasts. You know, osteoclasts. Yeah. yeah, they they slow down the the rate at which the osteoclasts take down bone. So you end up with stronger bones. So, I mean, it just goes on and on and on. It's just like every set. The, the research, if you want a research summary on omega-3s, the research showed it wasn't then when we started, we only knew they were essential and there wasn't a lot of research. But now a lot of research has been done. And if you summarize it, you can say, Omega-3s, when you increase omega-3s in your diet, provided they're not damaged and don't contain toxic molecules, which is an issue in a, on, a, on a dirty planet that, mm-hmm. you know, that we've dirtied, basically, uh, you can improve virtually every major degenerative condition of our time. And the reason for that is that ni- every cell needs them. of the population doesn't get enough for optimum health. That means you're going to be functioning suboptimally in every part of your body. And, and, And because of that, when you optimize your intake, you're going to improve functions of every cell in your body. And that's true for almost everybody because almost everybody does not get enough omega threes for optimum health. When I, you know, when I found out all this way back when we started, I lit up like a firecracker. I said, "Oh my God, we could help so many people if we could bring omega threes back and make them with health in mind." Yeah, and uh, and that's that's been the driver. I I'm still stoked about it. It is so incredible that I get to do something that can help so many people. And I'm, I'm just addicted to, to wanting <laughs> to make life better for people. And Absolutely. so that's a good addiction to have. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a good addiction. I agree. And, uh, you know, we didn't have any money when we started. This was all done on, on enthusiasm. Yeah. And, and, and never, I love your oils. They're amazing. And they yeah. taste really good as well. And, and it never felt like work, even though we had long days and short nights and, you know, we were just like really going, 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 going because, oh my God, we, you know, but it was like, it, it never felt like work because we yep. were so fired up about being able, well, I, I, let me say I was fired up. I don't know if everybody else was fired up. <laughs> well, I'm sure you just bought them along uh, for the ride, yeah, didn't you? Yeah, and they got well, you. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, there were enough court cases b- between partners that not everybody was enthusiastic, <laughs> apparently. But I was just, I was just so stoked, and I'm still stoked. And yeah, you know, we could all, every human being on this planet, could live so much better than we do, with very minimal changes that we have to make. And of course, why I like you guys is you guys teach teach how to how to live better. 
Yeah. Absolutely. That's, no, that's that, is, that is the aim. Yeah. Um, so if somebody's taking omega-3 and 6, so what would be the optimal amount for somebody? Because you said that obviously some people are just not taking enough. So how would somebody know how much they need? Okay. So, so I do it by weight. And there are two mm -hmm. things you have to look at. One is what I call the food oil foundation. And the food oil foundation is the major nutrients. You know, if you take a course in nutrition, they tell you the three pillars of nutrition. Protein, yep. carbs, and fats. Mm -hmm. So these are the major nutrients. So oils are major nutrients. So you take them by the tablespoon, not by the drop. And there's yes. like uh, 14 grams in a tablespoon. I use North American tablespoons. You guys, as I think, are 20. Mm -hmm. so, so we determine to get your skin soft and velvety, you need about a tablespoon per 50, <clears throat> sorry, per 50 pounds of body weight per day. And those are 15 milliliter, 14 gram tablespoons, not 20 milliliter tablespoons, because we're using okay. the North, Amer North American version. So, uh, so you'd have to divide my numbers by um, three quarters, right? Multiplied by three quarters. Okay. So can you give us an example? Yeah. Okay. So, so I weigh, uh, yeah. And, and that, or it's 20, it's a, a tablespoon per 25 kilograms because you got okay. kilograms, right? So, yes. so I weigh, uh, let's say, let's say somebody weighs 200 pounds, 200 pounds. It's close to a hundred kilograms. Mm -hmm. They would get four tablespoons, my okay. tablespoons. That would be yes. 60 milliliters of your tablespoons. It would be three tablespoons. Okay. Right? Yep. 60 milliliters would be three tablespoons. And you mix them in food spread and spread your intake out over the course of the day. And the reason we do that is that if your liver is weak and if you've been on a low-fat diet, your liver's capacity for processing oils deteriorates so you gotta if so if your liver is weak and you take too much oil like off a spoon on an empty stomach you might get nauseous or tired or heavy feeling because your liver is, is giving you pushback and saying don't give me so much so fast so we always say mix it in food spread your intake out over the course of the day that you never overload your liver capacity now, some people have huge capacity. I've taken 17 of my tablespoons, so that'd be about 13 tablespoons of your oh, tablespoons wow. for breakfast on an empty stomach because I wanted, oh to see what would, I wanted to see what would happen. I only did it once, and I had the oil, and I didn't want to put it in the suitcase, and the bottle was open, and I didn't want to throw it away. So I took 17 tablespoons. It's about eight ounces on an empty stomach, and I was just on the verge of nausea all day and completely appetite suppressed. I didn't eat anything for the rest of the day. So that's my limit. <laughs> right? but, but we had people who got nauseous on two tablespoons. Yeah. And so what we would tell them, well, look, if you can't take a tablespoon, if you can't take two tablespoons or three tablespoons, take one. If you can't take one, take a teaspoon. If you can't take mm -hmm. a teaspoon, Take a, uh, take a few drops. If you can't take a few drops, take a lick. 
And if you can't take a lick, take a whiff, but don't quit. You got to start where you can. And then gradually your body's capacity for oils will, will get built just like you build muscles through exercise, but it takes yeah. time, but it takes time. Okay. Yeah. So people that can't tolerate it or that are getting nauseous, is that because their liver's not functioning optimally? Yeah. Would that be the that, that would be the, that would be the, the usual reason because your okay. liver has to protect itself. You know, you can, you can, <laughs> that's how it could, for, it's the same thing. Like you take a zinc supplement on an empty stomach, you get nauseous. Why? Because yep. it's absorbed pretty quickly and the liver has to deal with it. And the liver mm-hmm. says, whoa, right? And, you, and, and it's very effective because when you feel like throwing up, you don't feel like eating. So that yeah, stops absolutely. you. From, and, and sometimes we do everything with our head. And we don't pay mm-hmm. attention to our bodies. So, you know, when the, when the body has to crank up the, sim- the symptoms to get us to change our behavior, that's built into yeah. us. So it's actually remarkable that it's built into us mm-hmm. no that is so Udo, they do talk about omega-9 yeah. what is omega-9 and where well, would we get that yeah. from and what's that needed for so omega-9 is is uh the monounsaturated you find 80 percent of olive oil is omega-9 but omega-9 is not essential your body can make that out of sugar and starch so oh, okay. only only omega-3 and omega-6 are essential by the definition that your body can't make it and you have to have it. Only okay. omega-3 and 6. There's also omega-5 and omega-7, and they're not essential either. But they're, you know, they're fuel for the body. If you're mm-hmm. on a keto diet, a lot of people use saturated fats and, and monounsaturated fats on a keto diet. But the keto diets don't work long-term unless you make sure that you optimize your intake of omega-3 and 6, because those you got to have. Everything else from fats, you don't need. Only those two, you have to have them. Very, mm-hmm. very imp- important to look at your fat nutrition out of the whole universe of fats. The one thing you need to put first is omega-3s and 6s in the right ratio. Now, mm-hmm. we, use, we use twice as much omega-3 as omega-6, because people have omega-6s in their diet. The omega-3s are too low, 90 you know, it's the the biggest essential nutrient deficiency of our time is omega-3 deficiency. And so we take more omega-3. They're the ones that are magic because they have so much energy and they do so many different things in a population where almost everybody doesn't get enough. And so that's, mm-hmm. you would expect better results from something that is missing from the diet than something that's already in the diet. Yep. No, absolutely. So obviously we've talked about sort of the supplement form, which would be the oils like your oils that you do as oils. No, that, no, that's not a supplement. That's what I call the food oil foundation. And food oil foundation, yeah. That, and that's more important than a supplement because uh, with oils especially because you can't live on three capsules of fish oil. That's not enough oil for the human body. Mm-hmm. So what – and um, – and because they're major nutrients, you need to get the foundation. Mm-hmm. You know, even if even if the omega threes could not be converted into the omega threes that are found in fish oil, EPA and DHA, you would still need them because yep. you need that o- food oil foundation. So you have to put that first because more problems come from not getting enough oil than yep. come from you know so. And so what you do is uh, you have to put everybody 
needs food oil foundation. Some people will do better if they add a supplement to it, but nobody can be healthy on supplement alone. So supplement, you know, by the, by the definition of it is something you add on to mm-hmm. a diet that's in line with nature. It's not something yeah. you, you take instead of a diet that's in line with nature. Of course, some people do that, but you don't get healthy doing that. No, so right. the supplement, fish oil, which is super damaged and toxic. So I don't recommend them. I never recommended them even way back then because they're so damaged because they are 25 times more sensitive to damage by light, oxygen, and heat than the omega-6 oils that are damaged maybe a half to 1% by the same processing and and uh so i never recommended what i said is we're not getting enough omega-3s to start with why don't we optimize the intake of the 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 food oil foundation form of omega-3s alpha linolenic acid and flax as a source and then let the body do the conversions because every cell in your body has the genes that are required to convert the omega-3s and 6s into all of the different derivatives that uh, that have all of these amazing hormonal and brain and, and immune functions. So I, I all I wanted to do is I wanted to get the foundation right. If you're going to use a supplement, my recommendation is krill oil. Of course, that's not a plant-based uh, uh, supplement, but krill oil is made different. And it's more effective because you're getting phospholipid. A lot of about half of the oil is phospholipids, and those are conserved better and transported more easily uh, throughout the body. And you need less to get the same benefits. So mm-hmm. if, if you're going if, if you're going to take a an omega three supplement, EPA and DHA, then I would recommend krill oil. And there, there was a time where I would have recommended eating salmon, but you know, fish, fish is now the dirtiest meat on the planet because everything mm-hmm. that we dump on the land ends up in the ocean. And if it's oil soluble, it'll end up in the high, high fat creatures, which is which is most of the fish we eat are high fat fish. Yeah. So I, I don't even it's eat them anymore. Time. No. Yeah. And a lot of it's farmed as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's farmed. They're not getting. They're not getting the omega threes that they got from the ocean, and then they have to. You know, then the the meat is gray. I don't know if you know this, but when you know, if you farm the fish, the meat is gray. So they have to feed them coloring agents to make the meat mm. red. <laughs> it's yeah. crazy. Shocking, shocking. Yeah, oh shocking. gosh. So what- so what other food sources could we get omega three from? Like what what foods was you well, suggesting? Well, there's a little like, bit in soybean. Yeah, there's a little bit in soybeans. There's a little bit in walnuts. Uh, there's some in chia, although flax is both cheaper and a better source. And uh, if you're going to eat the whole seed, there are lots of other good things in flax that you don't get in chia. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's basically everywhere around the world, psyllium seed, not the husk that we use for bowel regularity, but the seed itself has some omega-3s in it. That's where people in India get some of their omega-3s from, traditionally. And so there's and there's a few other seeds. But what's interesting is the omega-3s are northern. Like the higher, the further north 
or the further towards the pole, because it's true for Southern as well, the closer you get to the pole, the more omega-3s are in the animals. And that's because omega-3s are so high energy that animals that live in cold climates need them for heat and fish in the ocean in, in, in cold climates need them to be able to move fast even though their body temperature is as cold as the water you know you would mm-hmm. it's, so they they don't freeze and they still they has, they can still be alert and active so that's again that's about high energy and you need that in the north because it's so cold yeah and so you get your sunshine from your omega 3s because there isn't much sunshine even even in the summer there's not you know, and in winter, there's there's no sunshine at all for for some time. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, so if you don't have the the sun uh, warming you up, and you're not warm blooded, you need something in your body to be able to function, and be active and alert, and be able to escape from predators in this in the, in these cold conditions. You know, if you put a frog uh, in a cold climate. Basically, the slower, the lower the temperature is, the slower the frog moves. <laughs> right? Yes, and yep. and so they, of course, they can hide on land. But in, if you're in the ocean and and you you're not moving because you don't, there's no energy and your temperature is the same as the temperature of the water. You know, some warm-blooded animal would just come and pick you off, and that'd be the end of you. Mm-hmm. So. So the so the omega threes are much harder to find. They are in much in much fewer um, uh, seeds and nuts than the omega sixes. Almost everything has omega sixes in it. So okay. that's an, another reason why the omega sixes became prominent, but the omega threes got neglected for so long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks for explaining that. Um, so could you just talk to us about the damaged oils? Like which oils should people be avoiding? Um, oh, yeah. And what, what do they do to the body, these damaged oils? Well, from the health perspective, uh, you, all of the colorless, odorless, tasteless cooking and salad oils, they call them, are not good for health. And let me explain why. To In order to give them a long shelf life, because the essential fatty acids are sensitive in the omega-6 too. Omega-3, five times more. Fish oil, five times more than than the plant omega-3. But omega-6s are damaged by light, oxygen, and heat. So the industry, when it started about around 1900, the big oil industry, they, they were not looking at health. They were looking at market share. They were, and they, so they said, we need products with a long shelf life. Because <clears throat> if you, you know, you can't sell, make lettuce in Vancouver and then ship it to where you are in 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 the UK because by the you know on a in on a on a boat where it just sits around in a in a hole and mm-hmm. the reason why is because these are perishable foods so they need to be fresh and oils are perishable too but the industry didn't like that they wanted a long shelf life so they figured out if you treat the oil with sodium hydroxide a very corrosive base and then you treat it with phosphoric acid, very corrosive acid, and then you treat it with bleaching clays to take out the color molecules that absorb light, that then that can damage the oil. And then that turns the oil rancid. So now you've got a heat 
the oil to frying temperature to deodorize, or I call it de-stinkerize it, because it smells bad. Then you have an oil that is colorless, odorless, tasteless, has a pretty good shelf life without refrigeration. Then you can flip it in a plastic bottle, which is also a bad idea because plastics leach into oil. Then you Mm -hmm. put it on a shelf and you wait for people to buy it. In that processing, about a half to 1% of the molecules are damaged. And so I, when I was doing my studying in, at the beginning, I said, wow, the oil is 1% damaged. That's really crazy. So I called the Oil Chemist Society and said, I want to talk to a researcher. This, this is the umbrella organization for the oil industry. And, I, and the guy got on the phone and I said to him, so when you know that this processing does damage to the oils, why do you do it? He said, well, one of the reasons we do it is because you can get rid of half the pesticides in the oil. And of course, I'd been poisoned by pesticides and big red mm. light went on in my headset. What, you mean the other 50% of the pesticides are still in the oil? I didn't know that. Oh, wow. And so because... You know, so I said to him, so why don't you start with organically grown seeds if that's the reason you do it? And there was this long silence at the other end of the phone. And, you know, I, obviously I'm a talker. You can, you can tell that. Right? <laughs> right. But I can also listen. I'm actually pretty good at listening. So I, <laughs> I listened. I waited. And there was a long silence at the other end of the phone. And when he got back to me, he was really mad. He said, I don't know what your problem is. The oil is still 99% good. It's only 1% damaged. And if you got 99% on an exam, you'd be damn happy, wouldn't you? No, no. But I used to wow. get a hundred, but I used to get a hundred percent in my genetics exams. So I wasn't impressed because I loved genetics. And so then I thought, but then I thought, well, maybe I'm overreacting. It is only 1%. So let me do the numbers. And I decided to figure out. How many, if an oil is 1% damaged by the processing, how many damaged oil molecules would you get in a tablespoon, and I was using the 15 milliliter tablespoons, of an oil that was 1% damaged? How many molecules? How many damaged molecules? And I do this when I, when I give talks. I ask people to guess. And, they, and the guess is always more than, than a billion times too low. Oh, wow. And the actual number is 60 quintillion damaged molecules in one tablespoon of an oil oh, wow. that is 1% damaged. That's more than a million damaged mo- molecules for every one of your body's 60 trillion cells. And we learned in genetics, in order to change gene expression, you only need for, for bacteria, you only need two molecules. So if you have two molecules of a sugar in the environment, you know, that, that, that reach the cell, it turns on the gene for digesting, absorbing and digesting uh, that sugar. So you only need t- two. Our cells are bigger. So let's say 200. Let's say 1,000. 1,000 molecules will change your gene expression. And you're getting more than a million. So you're getting more than a thousand times more than you would need to change gene expression. What do you think that, what kind of effect do you think that's going to happen? No, a good one. <laughs> no. So I, so, and I was shocked. 
60 quintillion. So I said to them, you know, I, I was in Ireland and I said, so if you were at the airport and you're flying home for the holidays, of course, that's not happening this year, but if you were flying home for the holidays and someone who always told the truth came up to you and said, by the way, your chance of crashing and dying on your flight is a billion times higher than you thought it was. Would you get on the airplane? <laughs> and, they, <laughs> and they all shake their head. And I said, no, I would canoe back to Canada. <laughs> I, I, my chances would not be good, but it would be, I, they, I'd probably be better than a billion times. Worse. Yes, absolutely. And, and the reason I make that point is, if you realize that your estimate of how toxic these oils are is a, is a billion times lower than they actually are, is that enough to convince you to not use those oils? Mm -hmm. Is that your is that enough of an incentive for you to say, I'm gonna get my oils either from oils made with health in mind that don't use any of these processes, or from the seeds and nuts from which those oils are made? And most people most people would say, Well, yeah, <laughs> I don't think I want to, you know. That's in every tablespoon. Most people take two to four tablespoons. And then you mm -hmm. don't do a day after day after day after day for, for five years, 10 years, 20 years, 30 years. And then maybe you get an inflammatory condition or a cancer and you say, I don't know, man. I always, I always ate good. I don't, know what, I don't know why I got, I don't know how, I don't know, maybe God hates me, <laughs> right? And you say, mm -hmm. Because you didn't know and the industry never told you that there's an enormous amount of damage done to oils by the processing. And then if you throw the oil in the frying pan to fry your food, then you could probably five times the damage there because then you're exposing the oil to damage done by light, by oxygen, and by heat all at mm -hmm. the same time. So you need to throw out the frying pan too. You know, I, <laughs> I tell people, you got a frying pan, you know, pull it out, turn it upside down, hit yourself on the head really hard with it so that it's associated with pain, and then throw it out. Because that, that frying pan and the frying that you do in the fried foods will give you pain because they mm -hmm. will destroy your health. And um, there's, the research has shown that when you overheat carbs, starches, or you overheat protein, or you overheat oils, each one independent of the others increases your risk of cancer. And every, you know, I travel, you know, I, I traveled a lot in those, in, in you know, Asia. Uh, the only place I haven't been is South America and Antarctica, but traveled in everywhere, everybody fries everything in oils. The industry yep. uh, that was not that was not done in in um, you know 120 years ago. People mostly cooked in water, and even olive oil. They didn't use it for frying. What they did is they boiled their vegetables in water. They poured off the vegetable the water, and then they added the olive oil afterwards as flavor mm -hmm. enhancement, because oils enhance flavors and improve the absorption of oil soluble nutrients. So they're very good for that as well. But uh, it's only more recently that everybody wants to use oil for frying. Why do they want to use oil for frying? 
Because if you use oil for cooking your foods instead of water, imagine how much oil they could sell. That was the incentive. Mm -hmm. It was just about the money. And um, so everybody fries everything. So this is not, but traditionally people didn't do that because they didn't have big oil presses. Right, okay. And olive oil was rare because olive oil is not pressed. It's actually squished from the flesh. <clears throat> and floated off on water. So olive oil was one of the rare oils that was being used traditionally in a culture. But mostly people ate seed and, seeds and nuts mm-hmm. and got their oils and, that way. And how about coconut oil? Would, you know, oh, yeah. are you just saying frying, you know, full stop is not good or is it just frying with the damaged oils? What would coconut oil, because that's a bit more of a stable well, oil, isn't yeah, it? If you... The, you, you get the least damage from saturated fats because the molecules are l- much lower energy. Mm-hmm. So butter and coconut fat and in the old days, lard, you know, all the, all the hard fats, uh, they, you get less damage, but you still get damage because if they get hot enough to turn your food brown, you've damaged the food, well, you will also damage the oil. But coconut has, is another issue. It's got virtually no essential fatty acids in it. It's mostly saturated. Mm-hmm. And coconut oil, there was a guy who wrote a book on what a miracle coconut oil is. And he made every claim in the book for coconut oil that can be legitimately made for omega-3s on the basis of existing research. And not one of his claims had research to back it. I Because I, I went to Medline, I looked it up because... I, I didn't know any of the st- any studies on coconut. There weren't any, not for weight loss and not for thyroid function, not for. I mean, he literally made cl- made claims for omega threes, but assigned them to coconut, and that's how the coconut industry got really big. They have good antioxidants. There are oils in coconut that are easy for the liver to use, but they're not good so- sources of essential fatty acids. So they would be, I would say. The number one thing you need to do is get your omega-3s and 6s undamaged and in the right ratio and packaged mm-hmm. in glass so that you don't end up with plastic in your oil because plastic in your oil goes, it becomes plastic in your body, and that interferes with, with uh, functions in your cells too. Um, that's the thing you need to do first, and then mm-hmm. everything else, everything else is secondary. So the fish oil would be secondary, the supplement would be secondary, the the, um, the 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 hard fats and the monounsaturated fats would be secondary as energy sources, basically, on mm-hmm. a keto diet, basically, instead of carbs, basically. Okay. Um, uh, and uh, because carbs, when when you eat too many carbs, if you eat more carbs than you burn, they turn on fat production. And your body is forced to turn the unburned carbs into fat. Most overweight comes either from turning carbs into fat or from inflammation that leads to water retention. Mm -hmm. So, so, uh, so, you know, it's coconut is nice on the outside because it's a, it's a durable oil. If you put, if you put the omega three, six oils on, on your skin, they actually go rancid and you smell like paint. So, that, so that's not a good use for them. They're best used inside 
And yes. if you need an oil on the outside, which you shouldn't, which most people wouldn't need if they optimize their intake of, of omega-3 and 6, and their skin would become soft and velvety, they wouldn't need uh, stuff on their skin. But a few people are high metabolizers, and they, don't, they, they do need something on the outside, maybe 5% of the population in our experience. Well, then you put coconut on the outside on your skin. It's durable, and it doesn't smell like paint, and, and uh, it, it's, that's a good use for it. And, and they have not, there's now research that says coconut oil will increase LDL cholesterol, but if you eat the coconuts, they don't increase LDL cholesterol, and they think it's because the fiber actually protects you from the from the the LDL going up okay. from eating coconut. So, so it, it's okay. It should be fresh. In the old days, they used to they used to treat it with drain or window washing acid, bleach and bleach it and fry it too. But then the the virgin coconut oils are pretty fresh. Okay. So. And how about sort of an organic extra virgin olive oil as like a salad dressing? Would that be okay? Or what you're saying is to avoid those as well if it's in a glass no, bottle? No, of, uh, of all of the oils easily available, coconut is the, uh, sorry, uh, olive oil is the only one that is not damaged by the processing if it's a, an extra virgin or mm-hmm. extra, extra virgin olive oil. You can get damaged olive oils too. In terms of salads, yes, except you need to know 80% omega-9, which is not essential. It's fuel, but it's not essential. Uh, 10% omega-6 and less than 1% omega-3. So you, so this should be a secondary oil. The primary should be getting your omega-3s and 6s optimized because they're essential. Mm-hmm. And that would be like the flax oil, like Udo's flax oil. So you could drizzle that on yeah, salad. Flax, you can add that to yeah. food. Yeah, flax oil has a lot of omega three, but not enough omega sixes. Mm-hmm. And I became omega six deficient on flax oil. It's the only oil that has so much omega three that it can make you omega six deficient. That's one of the reasons why we made the blend is to get blend. the balance better. We added sunflower and sesame, which contain omega six, to the flax oil. And then six other ingredients just to get you everything good you need from oils and nothing bad that you should be avoiding. Because there are really yeah. two opposite stories on fats. You know, fats that heal, mm-hmm. fats that kill. Yeah. Yes. And thank you for highlighting that today. It's been very eye-opening. And I'm sure, yeah, a lot of listeners won't be aware of, you know, how fats, because I think many people, you know, they'd be avoiding fats altogether as you say because people yeah. think that yeah. fats are bad but we, we do need no. them you know what you we used to say fats are bad no you know bad fats are bad and good fats are good <laughs> yes like that's a much better way of saying it yes yeah, yeah. just like people <laughs> just like people right just like just like Absolutely. snakes just like spiders just like insects the bad yep. ones are bad and the good ones are good yeah and and exactly. oils are like that too so yeah and that's why i called the book that so that you get right from the beginning there are two stories on fats. They're opposite stories. And once yeah. you understand that, then you just need to know what are the good ones, the fats that heal, and make sure yeah. that you you bring that you deliberately bring in and optimize those. And then mm-hmm. which ones to to leave out because you know that some fats are not good for you. Yeah. And and, and that and that distinction was not made when they, you know, they, they did all their studies on damaged oils. And then they said all oils are bad. 
That's mm-hmm. how that's how that that low fat diet started. Yeah. No, absolutely. And we'll put a link to to Udo's book in the show notes, which is yeah. Fats That Heal, Fats That Kill. So for yeah. anyone wanting to to learn a bit more, they can go and check out your book. Yeah. But thank you so much for that information. It's been really, yeah. really enlightening. But thank you so much for sharing all your knowledge and wisdom today, Udo. It's been absolutely fantastic. We'll pop the websites in into the show notes. So the theudo.com is the one website that's easy for people. And the other one is udoschoice.com. And they're two different se- sites. I think you usually just get given one. But both of them are the Udo's Choice is the product website. And we talk about why why we made the products the way we did. Enzymes and probiotics are on there as well. And then the Udo, we do courses and and just it's basically an educational site at this point. Fantastic. And we'll put those links into the show notes. Well, that's all we've got time for today. Thanks for listening and a big thank you to Udo for sharing his knowledge with us. You can find all the information discussed today and more about Udo in the show notes on the CNN website at www.cnnpodcast.com. And if you're interested in learning more about nutrition, herbal medicine or naturopathy, check out CNN's range of short courses and diplomas on the website at www.cnnpodcast.com naturopathy-uk.com and we've got a series of open events coming up so you can find all the details on the website too thanks so much for joining us today if you enjoyed the show make sure you subscribe through your favorite podcatcher so you don't miss any future episodes while you're there we'd love it if you could leave us a rating or review as this helps us when creating new content